0: So we got hit by yet another lockdown, what they call uh, phase red here. Gym's closed again. Again, so just just another example of the start and stop nature of this year. It's been extremely frustrating. Last time, I mean, it's been kind of one week on one week off potentially or a few weeks on a few uh, a week here or two off uh the worst of it obviously was back throughout the uh the, the late spring and summer when we were locked down for a few months where and and what happened back then was I regressed a lot because at-home training doesn't really work well for me. So this time I decided I'm going to view it as an opportunity to exceed myself and what I came up with actually is freaking amazing. I came up with a program that is extremely enjoyable, extremely difficult and appears to be extremely effective to be honest with you. Uh, I've only done it a couple of the workouts but it seems to be incredible so for physique development so muscle gain fat loss at the same time uh, the scale's been bearing this out my my weight has been going down yet my muscles looking more full and pumped and um, I'm feeling better so this is a great workout so that's what I'm going to share with you What I wanted to address with this training protocol was primarily the realistic thing that prevents at-home training from being successful, which is that they're not that fun. You don't get that same kind of excitement and buzz and all that stuff for doing at-home training. It's not fun, it's not exciting, and therefore not sustainable. So, So I was asking myself, well, what what causes this? And I think part of it has to do with the lack of options. I think part of it has to do with just simply being at home. I find the same thing with work. When I have to do work from home, it's just, it's hard to not be distracted. It's hard to be focused and dialed in and do your best to uh, work while you're not in a work environment it just it doesn't seem to get the best out of us for some reason so what I decided to do was as, as far as trying to overcome that was again come up with something that would kind of get me out of my head a little bit it would so I I got what equipment I have which is fairly minimal but might be more than what some people have and got it, gathered it all up and I'm like, okay. And I got a little room in the the basement, which is where the, the cats are, the laundry room and that. And I just kind of stuck it all there. I'm like, okay, now time to make a workout program. That's going to be effective and enjoyable and intense and quick, because if you can just do it, if you just do it before, like early in the morning, first thing, Uh, throw down some caffeine or whatever put put in your earplugs and just do this now in order to do that we have to think about what makes training effective in terms of body composition so first and foremost perhaps when it comes to this is you want to burn calories so so in terms of a training protocol, what this would mean is circuit training. This normally, I mean, this is an obvious, an obvious thing for fat loss, but there has been some uh, somewhat recent suggestions that training in the uh, higher rep ranges and, and with supersets and that kind of thing, basically exhausting your muscles metabolically, uh, can have a hypertrophic effect as well. So we're basically getting two for one here if we do this. And this is sort of what CrossFit is built upon and it's called um, uh, metabolic resistance, where you're training yourself to, to exhaustion. Um, and so you're getting the, the metabolic effect of fat burning and the muscle building effect both at once. So that's the crux of it. But within that, what we can do is we can train uh, a single body part multiple times rather than sort of doing a circuit where it'll be, you know, chest, shoulders, legs, back, whatever. We'll do one body part for and um, slightly heavier uh, work, harder things. That way we're getting the, the tension and the muscle damage effects that cause muscle growth as well. So one thing I've been liking to think about lately in terms of muscle development is that within a certain range of motion, you're stronger in one portion of it and weaker in another. So which one should we give focus to? The, the part of the rep range where you're stronger or the part where you're weaker? Well, I think a good answer to that is both. You should train both, but the way that you train both is not necessarily gonna be identical. In other words, if you take a bench press, you will be stronger at the top part of that rep range than you will be at the bottom. So if you use a weight that you can lift for the whole range of motion, it's going to be lighter at the top. or It's going to be easier, I should say, at the top, meaning that you're not going to get the same stimulus training for the second half of the movement as you are at the first half. So how do we overcome this? Well, one way that some people overcame, have overcome it is doing things like putting chains on the uh, on, on the barbell, so that you can so it gets essentially heavier and heavier the farther you lift it. Um, it's a cool technique, but not necessarily practical. Not all gyms are equipped with chains, and uh, and certainly my home gym is not, so that's not going to work there. Uh, Instead, what I came up with was to work in harmony with this concept, is sort of a five-set series or circuit of of movements. So the first one is going to be, I'm going to call it an activation movement. I like that term. This is something that um, people like uh, Ben Bukulski like to use. Um, activating the muscle you're sort of training the muscle to uh, you're building that mind muscle connection you're working the muscle in the full range of motion so this is somewhere where a bench press would be good a standard bench press but at home we're gonna do push-ups so the first movement uh, for chest so the first movement is gonna be a full range of motion just trying to feel the muscle get get a little blood going it's something of a workout uh, warm-up but it but it is gonna do some work as well The second one, what we're going to focus on, is the strong part of the the, uh, range of motion. So it'll be, for most instances, it'll be the the top part of the rep range. So let's stick with chest for a moment. So what what would this be? This would be a bench press where you're just doing the top half of the range of motion. Well, we can actually do this quite nicely um, with just a standard set of dumbbells. Now, again, as I mentioned, you're, you're stronger in this part of the rep range. So a little bit heavier is not necessarily a bad thing, but what I've found is you actually don't need to go that heavy. So what we're gonna do is lie on the floor and do a, a dumbbell bench press from lying on the floor. So what this will do is this is basically taking the first part of the range of motion out of the equation. You're just gonna be lifting from on the floor To fully extended. So that's going to deal with the top half of the the range's strongest portion. Now, the third movement, we're going to deal with the weakest portion. Now, typically, of course, you're going to need to use lighter weight, um, but not necessarily. Um, again, in, in practical terms, I've ha- I found I haven't necessarily needed to do that because what we're trying to do is we're trying to strengthen the weakest portion. So if it's a little bit heavier and it's, and you can't do it for that many reps, that's actually, that's fine. We're, we're strengthening that. So what I've found is actually, so from the same position, lying on the floor, we'll, again, in terms of chest, we'll do a fly. So you'll extend your arms out. And do a fly movement, and that'll take your get your chest a good workout in the stretched position. Um, next, we want to work on an aspect of muscle function that is somewhat overlooked, and that's speed and explosiveness. So we can do this quite nicely by doing explosive push-ups. So you're basically pushing yourself away from the floor in this variation of the the push-ups. You can clap if you want, like like you see people do. That, That might help to get the explosiveness, but you're trying to push yourself all the way up, away from the floor. And we're gonna do this to failure as well. Now, in between each of these movements, I should say, we want basically minimal rest, none if possible, but if you need like 15, 20 seconds to get some air, that's fine. Um, the, the goal is, as we go on, to get less and less and less. And then the fifth and final movement, we want to focus on the negative portion of, uh, of, of a movement. So the reason I like this is because it's been shown time and time again that a lot of the benefits for specifically for hypertrophy come from the eccentric portion of a movement the negative so I like to incorporate it this is what we're going to do for our final movement is a slow negative now what I have been using for this is I have a a little set of parallel dip bars Uh, they were pretty cheap I think they cost about 20 bucks on Amazon something like that and they do the trick you don't need to do that you can use you can do push-ups for this it doesn't really matter the point is that you're focusing on the negative so you're gonna do a nice slow negative actually if you have a a bosu ball um, this works really well for this too. just and do a push-up on that so you're you're actually getting some balance in there too and then a slow negative Um, personally I like the dip bars it's just because it's what I have and they work so a nice slow negative for the final movement so that's five movements for one body part, that's one circuit. Following that, what I'll do, well, you want to repeat that about, I found about four times works pretty well and you get a nice rounded out workout. Um, But what I do in between those is actually, this is where I will do a set of abs and I'll usually stick in a, a second body part, for most parts. Legs, it's a bit trickier, but for biceps day or, or sorry biceps day for chest day i'll do biceps so the in between i might do a superset of two different bicep movements whether it's dumbbell curls or i'll even do like some blood flow restriction on on that uh, just to, on the last set um but I'll, I'll do usually two bicep movements and then a set of abs and then i go on to the next chest circuit um for back i'll normally stick in triceps the leg day I don't I usually it's usually just abs to be honest I don't have a a second one now if there's a weak part say forearms or calves might be a good one because I honestly I don't tend to do a lot of calf work that might be a good one that's probably what I'll do next time is stick in some calf work uh, in between the the leg movements and um, and my fourth day is shoulders And on that one, the in-between movement will be traps. I like working traps and shoulders together, so do some traps and abs. So those are my four days that I kind of cycle. Now, you can take a day off. You can do four days and then one off and then another four days. That's probably the best way to do it. Uh, You can just say four and then say go back to day one. And because maybe if you want to do five on and then one off, you you can do four and then say do chest day again on, say, Friday, and then do a day off or do whatever. I mean, you can customize this how you want, right? The the idea is, is it's a series of five movements, one after the other, that focus on different functions. Uh, Again, it was first a full range and activation movement, top or strongest portion of the the range second third is the weakest portion focus fourth explosive fifth will be um uh negative so uh i've actually i've put the whole list of it on the entire rundown on my blog um i suspect suspect if you're here you might be interested in in the other ones so i'll just run them down quickly so As I said first day is chest with some biceps second day back with some triceps so what are the back movements well the equipment I have for back is again I have dumbbells so rowing works quite nicely I have a band that's um, the the one I've got it's it's cool it's got two bands so I can use both of them at once or I can just use one uh, depending on the resistance I want so I've got a band I've got a one of those uh, door jam kind of pull-up or chin-up chin bars that it's it's removable it's I used to have one that you you screw it in and I didn't like that one so I got one that you just kind of bring it where you want and you you hook it on the um uh what do you call that cheese I'm not a carpenter um the trim and you put it up on the trim and it, it braces itself that one's pretty good. The only downside is you need a specific kind of door. So in my basement, most of the doors, like the, the trim goes right up to the ceiling. So that doesn't work. So I, I need to find a specific door. So anyway, so for back, what I'll do is the first movement, My one of my favorite back movements is a straight arm pull down. So I have to simulate this. So what I'll do is I'll put my uh, door jam guy, uh, pull up bar into a doorway and then wrap my uh, um, my band around that and stand back far enough that I get some tension. And I basically do a, a straight arm pull-down type movement. So that's my activation movement. Um, my second one, I'm actually going to do something of a... Uh, it, it's like a rack pull, which is basically the top half of a deadlift. So I'll do that with the the... Dumbbells that I have, I'll basically get the heaviest dumbbells I can find, and I'll I'll rest them on whether it's the stairs or a chair or something. I just rest them on some surface, so that I can get bent down about halfway, and then I do those. I do a bunch of what we'll call rack pulls or top half uh, deadlifts, for uh, for for until failure, basically. So then what? Then we've got the bottom half of the range. Okay, so. Or, or the stretch portion. Well for this uh, I, I know no better movement than wide grip pull-ups so your palms facing away from you. Um, I This is a weak spot for me but they're they're a amazing mass builder. So that's what I do next and if you can only do the bottom half of the range that's okay because that's what we're focusing on for this. So we want to strengthen that and Um, Next, what I do... Okay, so next is the explosive one. So, for the explosive one for back, there's a couple things you can do. You can do kind of good morning type movements and add a little jump in it, but what I've found seems to work for me is sort of a kettlebell type movement using one arm using a dumbbell. Um, The honest truth is I don't know... It's it's more a metabolic one that it really is. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of kettlebell swings, but when I've tried them, I mean you definitely feel it. You definitely get the the metabolic effect. So I, I might switch this out with this one out, but at the moment that's what I've got listed to do. And the final back movement is chin-ups. So this time, instead of doing the uh, palms away variation, you'll do, again, depending what your bar, I, I actually usually like to do the uh, the neutral grip ones, uh, but you can do them palms facing in, uh, whatever you want. It's just the, um, and, and with a slow eccentric, slow negative portion, that's the important part here. So that's day two. Um, and then again, uh, tricep movements of some kind, whether it's dips again. Um, so dips for triceps, you're going to be more upright. Whereas when you're doing them for chest, usually you'll, you'll put your body and preferably your legs um, more forward. Whereas for triceps, you're going to be more upright. And you can do tricep dips like off the stairs, whatever. Um, overhead dumbbell extensions, those kinds of things. Lots of good things. Um, and abs as well. So day three, legs. Okay, this one, uh, what I do is um, I I started off with, um, oops, I I usually started off with split squats. That's actually one of my new favorite movements. Um, I've been having knee trouble lately. And so what I found I've had to do is high repetition, um, just I have to warm myself up like crazy. And I find split squats doesn't tend to irritate my knees so i i like those for my startup one so i'll do split squats uh, one side then the other that's the trouble with um with with um uh, sorry the words escaping me but single limb exercises is that it increases the amount of time it takes to get through it it there are benefits in terms of you you give focus to one limb um, with this kind of thing, what I like to do is each circuit, I'll alternate what's my starting leg. The reason is for me that what I've found is, so especially in something like split squats, um, when you get fatigued, your other leg, so your back leg will sometimes want to take over and it's, you have to give a concerted effort to focusing on the limb you want doing the work. So I find that it helps to alternate the starting leg. So split squats is my first one. Then I'll do uh, just goblet squats for the second one Um, Top half. So again, remember this is the strong half of the portion So you can go basically as heavy dumbbell as you have at your disposal uh, You'll you'll want to use for this Um, For the top half goblet squats the third one quite simply we're just going to do the bottom half of it So the bottom half uh, goblet squats for movement number three Uh, Movement number four jump lunges so And again, this is our explosive one, so we're going to go back and forth as explosive as we can. A good um, substitute, if you don't want to do that, is just jumping. Just jumping kind of back and forth as far as you can from one side of the room to the other. If you have it, a box, uh, uh, jumping onto a box works quite well for this. Uh, Basically, it's going to be a jumping movement. And the fourth one, so the eccentric uh, or or negative one, um, for this one... Uh, I find what I find to be a real killer is step-ups. So you can use a, a step for this. You can use a chair, whatever. And it, you'll be probably in kind of an angle position. And you go up and down super slowly. You'll need to brace yourself probably against a wall or something. Um, for Partially for balance. And also to help so that you don't just collapse down. Because it, it is very difficult, this one. Uh, especially at first. Uh, but can, can get quite uh, a lot lot of strength and a lot of benefit out of that one so again in between this one I'm still figuring out it will be abs of course uh, in between the circuits like I say I'll probably do some calves like step ups or or something like that off a step that's I think that's what I'm gonna do Uh, I haven't done legs yet this is why I'm saying that legs is tomorrow so uh, my my fourth day is shoulders I love training shoulders so for this one my activation movement, the first one, is going to be a three-way delt uh, movement. So, typically, uh, three-way delts. How you do it is you, excuse me, you need a relatively light weight because you're going to start with a side lateral. You're going to raise them up, and then from that uh, position, you're going to move them in front of you, and then up. So it'll be like a a front raise all the way up. Then you do the reverse back down, back out to your sides and down. That's a typical three-way delt. Well, what I like to do is just to add in a little bit of rear delts in this movement because the rest of my movements doesn't have a lot of rear delts is I'll start the position from a bent position. So you're bent over and you raise them up. And as I'm raising it up, I'm straightening my body out. And then I do the forward and then up, back down. Out to the side and then as I go back down to the starting position I'm gonna bend my torso again. So that's a movement number one you get a really nice burn off that. Um, and number two is going to be a simple dumbbell press. Now in a in an ideal world again this part this one we want to strengthen the upper part of the range of motion. So. If I had it at my disposal, what I'd do is I'd have a barbell that was on a rack or, or even a machine that was racked sort of in the, so that when my arms are directly out to my side, I'm starting about there. You're not getting the, the lower part of the range of motion, you're getting just the upper. This is a little bit harder to do with dumbbells, but it can kind of be done. Unfortunately, you are going to need to use a little bit of momentum, probably. So I, I caution, just be careful because I have pulled my back out. Uh, if you followed this, uh, this podcast, you'll you'll notice I put my back out of commission for about a week or two, um, heaving up weights just to do a dumbbell press. So be very careful. Um, hopefully, the the previous back movements uh, help strengthen that to avoid that. But best best I can do with this is a dumbbell press so it it does require a little bit of momentum but it's focusing on the top part of that range of motion. Next we want to do the um, so the third movement is the weakest part of the range of motion. Best way I've found to do this uh, again it's going to be unilateral so one side at a time lying side dumbbell laterals. So where you're weakest for side laterals is the first part of the range of motion. But when you're standing, uh, there's there's really no tension um, on on that part of the range of motion. I find when you're lying down, you're really fighting gravity. So you lie on one side and then you raise it till a little bit less. You don't want to get it quite uh, 90 degrees because then there's no tension on it. So a lying side lateral, one side, then the other. Uh, again, you're going to be using a nice lightweight for that. Um, fourth movement. So this one, um, you will need a somewhat high ceiling because it's you're going to be lifting your head above your shoulders. Is a clean and press. So uh, again, th- this is your explosive movement. It's the one I found to be the best. Uh, I'm not very good at it yet, but I. Uh, I do find that it gets <laughs> gets the heart going that's for sure uh, it's one of those Olympic movements so you kind of you um, I guess jerk for lack of a better work uh, pull the, the weight up to your shoulder for the first part of the movement then push it up back down so it's it's explosive is what we're going for here uh, another good one actually if you want if you can't do that um, is to do handstand push-ups so uh, putting like your legs against, say, the wall or whatever, just, just do that. And again, focus on the explosive part of it. Just watch your head so that when you're coming back down, you don't hit your head on the floor. But uh, that might be actually a good substitute. Um, and the final movement, which is going to focus on the negative, is what um, I've the best name I've seen for them is L laterals. So for this one, um, when you're doing side laterals, if you keep your elbows bent and, and your, the, the weight sort of close to your body, there's no tension. So you can lift up a weight, uh, a, a heavier weight than normal. So what you do is you, you do that. You bend your arms, put your arms up, then extend your arms out straight, and then slowly go down. Uh, so that gives you a, an, a, a huge amount of tension on the negative part of the rep range. Uh, so there it is. That's uh, pretty much what it is. Um, I'm going to follow up with this so that I can uh, give you a more detailed summary of how it's going. Maybe any substitutions I made, but that's basically my, my COVID workout right now. And it's, so far, uh, it's been working incredible. Catch you next time.